Welcome to an all-new episode of the Fast Friends Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Cummins, at Logan Cummins on Twitter. On today's episode, I'll try to make friends with singer and songwriter Christine Cabas faster than I would get booed off stage while performing karaoke. Hi, I'm Logan Cummins. I'm a former pro wrestling creative, a mediocre stand-up comedian, and a ranch-dressing aficionado who lives beyond my means. This is my weekly podcast where I set out to make friends with each and every one of my guests. Sometimes it works. Other times, not so much. Christine Cabas, welcome to the Fast Friends Podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. How is your week going? How's your day? It's a weekend. Yes. Well, my day is fantastic. I actually just, I didn't just get home, but I got home earlier. You're not going to believe it. My dog had a photo shoot <gasps> <Whoa>. today. <laughs> I know. My dog's more famous you know, than me. <laughs> we'll take what we can get. What Are you allowed to talk about it or was right. there like some confidentiality agreement? Yeah. No, nothing. <laughs> I can talk about it. My this lady, so I have a Newfoundland. I don't know if you know what a Newfie is, but it's like this gigantic fluff of 115 pounds. And she's just a gentle giant. And we were at a dog show, like a craft fair for dogs, pretty much. And this lady was like, Oh my God, I need a 3X model. Will your dog do a photo shoot? And I was like, uh, sure. Why not? Let's do it. So that's what was happening today earlier. It was a great day though. She did fantastic. So, it was so good. is your dog like a plus size dog model? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think that's what we're going to claim. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. You need to work that angle. Any, <laughs> yeah. any, I know any right? revenue stream at all. Right. I'm having a good day too. Well, I was having a good day until, honestly until about like 30 minutes ago. So Oh no. I know the Bengals beat the Steelers today, which was amazing. Yes, yes. It's a great day for anybody that grew up around Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, I got I also mm-hmm. got to have Skyline Chili today despite the fact that I'm in Chicago. Uh, oh, I'm <laughs> jealous. But then my upstairs neighbors, we thought maybe they had moved out. They have really really loud kids and they're back. So I don't know where they mm-hmm. went. But, oh. <laughs> but they are, if you hear them, they are stomping around They're like crazy. Now. And I'm trying, I've actually like tried to figure out how to handle this situation because. They're really loud, like very loud all the time. It sounds like they're mm-hmm. doing like a tumbling routine, like a gymnastics team or something. And um, oh my god! And, and I, I don't know. Like I thought about going up there, knocking on the door. I thought about feigning concern, like oh my god, is everyone okay up here? You know, <laughs> right. all of those things. There's a lot of commotion. I thought maybe <laughs> yeah. I check, but I also don't want to be that guy. Like I still have you know months left on this lease, and I'm probably going to mm-hmm. re-up it because I don't want to move ever again. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's that put a damper on my though i thought they were out of my life and here they are oh man that sucks <sighs> it's all right oh. it's all right i mean you know that's part of yeah. apartment living man yeah and i lived in chicago though i could never afford to be anywhere above the first yeah. floor <laughs> so <laughs> we didn't have that problem as much but we got all the car traffic and the sirens and Absolutely. stuff which i'm sure you get a lot of that so too, we're, we're actually in the suburbs right now we moved here in may um, oh, nice. but yeah, we spent nice. like 12 years in the Pilsen neighborhood. So yeah, okay. same, you know, the that constant mm-hmm. commotion. 
Uh, yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on and doing the podcast so much. I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to one before, but I'll kind of just go through the premise real quick. Uh, there are three rounds. Yeah. Um, I finally came up with a name for the first round. We're going to call it the fast forward round, where we'll just try to go through mm-hmm. your life, um, like career, all of that kind of stuff. Round two is five for five, where we'll each get to ping pong with five questions back and forth. And then round three is the fast friends fortune teller, where I will use a paper fortune teller from my uh grade school days and um try to get to an activity that we'll play and then we'll end up with a friend request to see how things went does that sound okay to you yeah that sounds perfect awesome well let's kick off first Uh, one of the first things that i like to do is just ask people in 30 seconds or less if you had to tell us who christine cabas is how would you describe yourself to someone oh my god 30 seconds well, I am a singer-songwriter. I do mostly country music, but I have a background in classical music, and I love classical music and, you know, show tunes. That was my background, but definitely I am a country singer now. I'm a huge family person, huge country girl, and an animal lover. And, yeah, that's me in 30 I seconds. It. I love it. We'll, <laughs> we'll jump right into the first uh, the first round of detail questions if you are cool with that. Yeah, let's go. Awesome. So for our listeners at home, something that you may not know is that we both grew up in the same county. I'll say county because I'm not sure exactly where you grew up, but I grew up in Dearborn County. I uh, grew up in Morse Hill. Mm -hmm. Aurora. Right on. Were you in like- Literally right down the street. The town of Aurora? Yeah. Or were you like out in the back roads? Oh yeah, I was in the back roads. I was not, I didn't, I wasn't a townie (laughs) as they call me. I wouldn't say, they like to say they're city folk. I'm like, no, you guys are not. (laughs) Like you're not. No, no, there's no city (laughs) folk there. No. Um, okay. How would you describe Dearborn County to people who have never had a chance to visit? Well, I love Dearborn County. Honestly, I tell people it's kind of like when you think Indiana, you think flat in corn, but really Dearborn County, it has like the rolling hills from the Ohio river and it's right on the outskirts of Cincinnati, but it's pretty, uh, rural community. Just your typical small town America on the Ohio yeah. River. It's um, I love going back. Mm-hmm. I, I love my family still. I have family that still lives there. I love going mm-hmm. back to Me visit. Too. I love um, mm-hmm. the downtown. Has like downtown again. It's not a city, but downtown Aurora has become <laughs> um, very very quaint and like so many great little local businesses mm-hmm. that I wish were there when I lived yep. there. Oh yeah. So you grew up singing in church. Is that is that where you first started singing? Yeah, I I went to St. Mary's in Aurora. That's where I went to school, K through eight. So it just kind of was like, like, I shouldn't say we were forced to, but you kind (laughs) of like you had to, like we were like you had to sing, you know, in the choir for uh, school. And so it just, it started there and I loved it. And my parents kind of saw that talent there and they said, you know, if this is something you want to do, if you like it, we'll give you lessons and just kind of stemmed from there. Did you do lessons locally with somebody there or like did you go to Cincinnati? So I, I started out with lessons locally um, with a woman named Linda oh, Recton. Yeah. And yeah, she's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. But I feel like I don't want to say anything negative about her. She's fantastic. But I think I just uh, matured out mm-hmm. of that and had to go. And then I went to Cincinnati with... Um, he was an opera singer from New York City, and he was doing uh, stuff in Cincinnati. His name was Hal Thomas, and uh, he did. He's still doing, I think, vocal lessons in Cincinnati today. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's still doing okay. it. But yeah, interesting. Linda Recton's daughter was in my driver's ed car. Small oh, world. Oh, small world. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I love her. Yeah. yeah, she was so nice. So nice. Oh yeah. So my question was going to be, and you answered it by by talking about being in the choir. So I don't. Um, I went to a Baptist church, 
growing up and we had these moments called it was like specials where like they, they would basically open up the altar to anybody after like you sang a few hymns and they'd be like does anybody have a special they want to sing and people could just go up and mm-hmm. sing anything oh i know it i know it my husband's church is like that they're like do you want to do a special and i'm like i don't know what this is <laughs> like what yeah. is this I'm like what is happening but no i know exactly what you're talking about yeah yeah and and people i mean some weeks we would have like so many specials like and as a kid I would be so mad like first of all I'd be like this is going to make us last way long like way too long Mm -hmm. and I gotta get to Ponderosa (laughs) right you know (laughs) number one number two Uh, a lot of the people couldn't really sing that well (laughs) (laughs) I the worst though like oh god bless them the worst are like the kids like the children that would get up there and you're and of course mom and dad and grandma everybody's super proud but i'm like this is is it over yet like oh my god yeah (laughs) jeez uh i so i have i would say not so fond memories of the specials at least at my church growing up um (laughs) yeah it was was rough when you were young and started singing what who was like your musical inspiration or in or plural. Yeah, I was going to say I have so many. So you're crazy or believe it or not, it's crazy. But Michael Jackson is like my all time, not all time favorite, but definitely like one of the first like musician singers that I was like obsessed Mm -hmm. with, even though it was like way like past my time. I was like, (laughs) people were like, why is she like Michael Jackson? She's five years old. Like, this is weird. But I loved him still do. I love Josh Groban. He's a classical singer. I love him. Of course, I love, like, grew up with, like, Patsy Cline and Johnny Cash. And so it it was all over. I love that. And Michael Jackson's timeless, right? So it's like... Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. All this stuff is so good. You talked about like classical and then op- like you, uh, your voice coach worked in opera. Did you know that Jason Derulo mm-hmm. is a trained opera singer? No, I did not know that. Yeah, I saw that once, uh, like in an interview. That's crazy. Yeah. I knew that Pat Benatar was and uh, who else that? Bill, no, Brett Eldridge is too. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. He's so like, yeah. um, what's the word I'm looking mm-hmm. for? Like he's like Frank Sinatra E. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like like a, not a classic singer, but like or classical, but like a classic yeah. singer. Like yeah, I he has that. a very mm-hmm. like old soul. <laughs> I feel like lately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's awesome. So you said you went to St. Mary's. Did you go to South Dearborn after that? Yeah, yeah. So I went to South Dearborn High School. Yep. Did you? Were you involved in like band and choir or any of that stuff there? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Show choir, choir, all of it. I always wanted to be in my brother was in show choir and I always wanted to be in show choir just because um, I thought like I was never a good singer, but I thought like, well, I mean, it looks fun. (laughs) And like there were enough people that you could sort of blend in if you were okay, maybe. But I never actually got to make that come true. Oh, no. Did you have a yearbook superlative at South Dearborn where you voted any of the like? They So they didn't do that. My like when I went to high school, they stopped doing it because it like hurt people's feelings or something. So I never got to do that. I was kind of sad. Yeah. Because at I'd St. Mary's, we don't have we didn't have yearbooks. I mean, there were eight people in my class at right. St. Mary's. Right. So like I was really <laughs> looking forward to it because it was such like a cliche like thing you see on TV and stuff. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to do that. And they didn't. They took it away. When I got oh to high school, God. yeah, you can, we can't do anything anymore. I know that was before the internet too. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get voted either. I mean, we did have them, but I didn't get like enough votes for anything. So yeah. it's kind of, I mean, it's fun though. It's still fun to like look back on it now and be like, Oh, so-and-so was most likely to 
blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, that came true or it totally didn't. Right. Like we were, we were on or off. I felt like with our predictions. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So then I'm going to fast forward. You went, you came to Columbia here in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Well, um, in the suburbs, but in Chicago, (laughs) what Mm -hmm. made you pick Columbia out of all the schools? So when I first, um, was deciding on a college, I was going to go for musical theater. Mm-hmm. Cause that's where I thought I could succeed in the music industry. Cause at the time, I don't know when you're 18, you don't, you don't really know much, honestly, when you're 18. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking I could, you know, get a degree in musical theater. And so I was looking at musical theater schools and Columbia was one that was, had a good musical theater program and it wasn't, it was drivable. That was mm-hmm. my parents. We went to New York and stuff and one is too expensive and it was too far away. And just that commute, if I ever wanted to come home for holidays or anything was, you know, not going to happen. So Chicago, it was just like a no brainer. Cause it's six hour drive from where I'm from and they had a great program and it was a decent price. So we were just like, all right, that's the one. And they accepted yeah. me. So I guess that's the biggest <laughs> thing. Did you end up majoring in musical theater or did you change once you got there? I changed twice. So my sophomore year, I decided that I can't dance and I absolutely hate, um, oh, what is it called? Like staging, Uh, blocking is what they call it, blocking, where they, you know, they, you go through the whole musical and they tell you where to stand. Like I, I just couldn't stand it. I was like, I hate this. (laughs) And then I, then I can't dance on top of it. So I was just like, no, musical theater is not for me. And so I changed it to just vocal performance. And then my junior year, I was bored. I was just like, this is like, I hate to say this, but I kind of already knew everything that I was learning just because I've taken lessons and I've already played piano and I'd taken lessons for so long that I wasn't learning anything. I was just bored and just, you know, passing classes because I already knew it. And, uh, so I switched over to music business. And so by that time I already had enough credits that they were like, well, you can, you should just double major cause you only need like 10 more credits and you'll be, it. you'll have the two degrees. And so that's what I did. I just kind of upped my workload. And so I ended up getting a degree in vocal performance and music business. Well, and that's, I mean, you know, people always say to like, when you're pursuing anything, I don't know why people do this, but like when, when you're pursuing something that's like, I'll say like performance based or like artistic, Mm -hmm. they always say like, Oh, it's good to have a backup plan. So like, were your parents like cool with that? Because you're like, Oh, now I also have this business segment of it. Right. Like did Mm -hmm. that like give them the safety net? Like, did they feel happy about that? You know, I don't think they, honestly, I don't think they cared as long as I was happy and like in school, I think they were happy with whatever I picked. Cause I mean, they were fine with me having a vocal performance degree, which, you know, what the heck am I going to do with that? (laughs) But so I think they were just, as long as I was happy, they were happy. They didn't really care. Looking back on it now, I wish I would have went with like marketing or something or like just business something like you said, like not to have a backup, but just something else to kind of help that could help, like help a little bit. It is what it is. (laughs) College is college. Right. And unless you're going to be like an attorney or a doctor or like something very specific, like you kind of chart your own course anyway, I feel (laughs) like. Oh yeah. That's very true. And so college is where you met your husband, correct? So yeah. So I met, we actually went to the same high school. What? Yes. So we (laughs) knew each other, of course. I mean, 
there's only, you know, I think what, 200 people in our grade. So of course we knew of each other, but we weren't friends or anything like that. But I went, when I went to college, I came back my freshman year and I, um, for the summer and I wanted to record an album because I had all these songs that I had written during school and, uh, I was looking for a band to record And so I knew him and I knew that they had a band, like his friends had a band. And so I asked them to play on the album and just that time that we spent in the recording studio and afterwards hanging out and stuff, we just kind of hit it off and, you know, got together and that's history. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I, for some reason I thought that you met him at Columbia. I didn't realize that he was also from, from the same area. No. Yeah. Who made the first move? Did you or him? Oh, definitely him. He, (laughs) he was, he pursued me for like a whole year before I like let it be a thing. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm glad I did. It just took me a while. Yeah, sure. You know, sometimes, sometimes it's like the, the timing doesn't, isn't Mm -hmm. always aligned. Okay. So you, like you said, you picked up the, or not picked up, but you had the, that band work with you on your album. What was it like recording Mm -hmm. your first album? Like what, (laughs) I mean, you obviously knew some from school, but like, it's not something that you had done before. Right. So like, what was, what was that like? So, um, well, I guess the very first album where it was just like me, Christine Spielman, you know, my old name, everything. I was definitely a learning experience. Cause honestly, I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't learn that much yet. It was my freshman year of college. So I didn't really know what I was doing, but it was, it was really fun. We had a great engineer who knew what he was doing and could kind of direct us onto how to get the best quality product for what, you know, we had at the time. So it was more of a learning experience than anything. Like I wouldn't put those songs on like Apple music or anything (laughs) like that, but I, it was good. I don't regret it. It was a great time and definitely everyone learned and the studio was great quality. It was, it was a good time. Awesome. What was the band's name then at the time? So then it was, um, strange on display. It was Christine and strange on display. The boys, they called themselves strange on display. Okay. And, uh, then when I would do shows with them, it was Christine and strange on display. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did they, well, I mean, you're, you're maybe at this point, are you dating your husband at this point or is this not in the, are you, is are you evading him for this year while you start performing together? No, it's all good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, well, my question was going to be like, do you feel like they, are they cool with you? Like being like front and center, like the Beyonce. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. (laughs) Totally. Um, the, I'd say my drummer and my guitar player, honestly, they don't care because they don't really front the show at all. Like they do. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're amazing performers and you know, they can sell it. They can sell what they're doing and they're amazing, but they don't, they're not the front and they don't really care to be. So they don't really mind. And then, um, Mike, my husband, he's been wanting me to, you know, do the solo thing forever. Cause he's, he's just the bass player. And he's like, I'm just happy to be in the background playing my bass. <laughs> he's like, the less I have to talk to the crowd, the better. So yeah, everybody's for it. And I got, I really, I didn't really get any negative responses. I maybe like one or two 
And it was just people kind of like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know about this power move you're doing. And I'm like, what are you even talking about? (laughs) (laughs) That's still the same boys that you saw. It's just a different name. I'm like, uh, you people, (laughs) but yeah, I'd say 99% of it was great feedback from the name change. um, Can we talk about, like you said, like your husband doesn't really want to interact with the audience a lot. Do you, how much do you take away from like the energy of the audience versus like when you go into a set, like if you, I'm making this up, but you have like 15 songs. I don't know if that's Mm -hmm. even realistic, but (laughs) God bless your vocal cords. Um, but you have 15 songs for like a performance, right? Like, do you Mm kind of, is it like you go in and you're like, I'm like, these are the 15, like nothing's going to change. Like, do you change it up based on how the audience is reacting? Like how much do you feed Mm -hmm. off the audience? Oh, a ton. I'd say 95% is the energy give and take with the audience. For me, the majority of the time I have a set prepared and then it changes because, you know, if I get to a crowd and that's one thing that, you know, God bless Nashville. Cause that, if it has taught me anything, it was how to work a crowd because, you know, you play a country song and they're like, meh. And then you play another country song and they're not in it. And so I'm just like, all right, throw this set out the, you know, out, we're going to go some rock pop and then they love it or, or vice versa. You know, it's just like, you kind of have to read the crowd and that's how you put on the best show is the energy, the give and take. Cause no one is going to have fun us or them if they're not into the music. Right. Uh, just because you said Nashville, it made me think, is there like a specific song that you know is just going to be a hit with bachelorette parties? <laughs> of course, <laughs> man, man, I feel like a woman, oh, but yeah. I played, I sing that song like three times times a show. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh yeah. Cause you have people like, yep. You know what? That song, when I hear Shania say, let's go girls, like a hundred percent, like I'm going wherever she's like, oh, yeah. I'm going, I don't give a shit. It's, it's like 100% hype. Uh-huh. Like as soon as she says that, it's like, yeah, yeah, uh, it's wild. God, just, it's an amazing, like right from the first moment. Um, mm-hmm. okay. So you guys have been performing together for a while then, right? Mm-hmm. What, yeah, a long time. what drove the n- name change? Like from, cause I, okay. So not from your first name, but like, cause before you were the scallywags and then obviously you said you went front and center. Was it, was mm-hmm. it just that about like a not acknowledging that? Or was there something else that you're like, we need to like change things up? <laughs> yeah, kind of. So, um, for a, a long time, I wouldn't say a long time for the past, maybe like three years or so we've been like, I've been thinking about it. Like we've been, me and my husband have been like toying with the idea just because the scallywags doesn't really represent who we are as artists anymore of like what our show is. You don't really, when you hear the scallywags, people either think it's like punk rock or they don't know what to expect. And so I thought that that kind of hurt us and kind of pigeonholed us into not what we are. So people, so we wanted to be clear about what people are getting when they come to see us. And also, um, I'll try to make this, you know, short and sweet, but I did audition for the voice in 2019 and I made it to like four callbacks. Okay. And so I never made it on the show, but at that time, while we were doing the callback process, I was like, you know how it's going to be so much easier to market this if it's just me. It's going to be really hard for me to push my band on TV where I'm just a solo singer. It's just going to get confusing. So at that time, we were like, all right, we're going to go with this. We're going to change the name. And then it didn't happen. I didn't make it on TV, but we already had started that process. So we're like, just let's just go with it. It's so much easier to market one person than it is a band. Sure. A hundred percent. 
I did not know that about the voice. That's cool. Did yeah. you, which judge's team would you have wanted to been on? At the time it was, it was when, um, Nick Jonas was on. So I would have picked if all four of them would have turned their chair, it's hard. I probably would pick Kelly Clarkson just because she has won a show like that. Like she's won a talent competition. So that's why I'm like, I would say Blake because he's won the most like series. His person has won, but Kelly has knows what she's doing. She's actually won a talent show. So I'd pick Kelly. I think (laughs) that's yeah. I don't, so I don't watch it steadily, but, um, Mm -hmm. I am with you on that pick. I, Kelly Clarkson is the best. Like I was watching one actually this weekend, we had like a family trip and we were at this lake house and, um, it didn't have like I think it had like weird TV access. So like, I don't even know if this was like a current season or a past season, but there was an episode <laughs> of the voice on. Um, and it was like the first time that I kind of watched it start to finish. Mm-hmm. And I would get like really upset when like one of the judges would want somebody and then they wouldn't pick them. And I, <laughs> it happened the most with John legend. And I was like, poor John legend. Like he just yeah. wants these people. It's always him. That always happens. Then. Yeah. And he's so like, I mean, he's very accomplished. I, I don't know mm-hmm. why people would. This yeah. is wait. Is this is this Ariana Grande was on this one? Is that this? Is that now? Yeah, that's this. The season that's currently on TV is Ariana okay, Grande. Okay, so it is mm-hmm. at least. It wasn't like obviously new, but it was like relatively new. Yeah, it was probably last season or the one that's on. I would not pick Ariana Grande. I wouldn't either. I mean, not like I don't not like her, but I, out of the four, that's be my bottom choice. It was funny trying to explain to my parents. My mom was like, like, who's that? And I was like, Ariana Grande. And she's like, what kind of music does she sing? And I'm like, I don't really know how to describe it to you. You know, like <laughs> the, the the vocals are great, but there's no words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I never know what she's saying. Yeah. But yeah. Same here. Well, you recently, we're going to talk about the album here in a second, the yeah. album that you just released, but I know that you um, had a release party back home, which is awesome. Yeah. And this week you are getting to play one of my very favorite places in the world, the Aurora Farmers Fair, which is right. so for people that haven't been to the Aurora's Farmers Fair, we used to get off school for it. Um, and I mm-hmm. don't think that that was unjustified. Like this fair is the oldest street festival in the state of Indiana. Yeah. It's um, a big deal. It is a big deal. People it is come from like all over the world. Like the people that grew up there that now live in Florida, like come home for this. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. it's a big deal. I remember like I was on student council. That was not a humble brag. Sorry. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Um, But when we were like planning our class reunion, one of the times we tried to aim for like the farmer's fair weekend because people that lived Mm -hmm. out of state, to your point, like would potentially be home for the fair. I feel like we ended up doing it and maybe did it at Applewood on the river. And uh, I don't think it really helped, honestly, because I think people are just Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to see these assholes. But uh, (laughs) but whatever. Farmer's fair is great. If you ever get the chance to go, it's usually the first weekend in October. Um, in Aurora, Indiana. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. I want to ask you a couple of questions about Farmer's Fair. Have you yeah. <laughs> ever played the Herbie the Mouse game where you pick the color? Or Herbie the Rat, maybe? I feel like... Do you know what I'm talking no. about? Yeah, I think. And then the you... No, and no, actually, I don't. Is it the one where the mouse goes in like the tunnel and comes out in a color? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they take okay. this mouse in a box and they spin this wheel that has all of these colors on it, similar to Wheel of Fortune. And around the perimeter of the booth are all of the colors on a board. And you put a quarter on the color mm-hmm. that you think that the mouse will, fearing for its life, run into. <laughs> right. And they always, it's always like the same mouse. It's always Herbie, obviously mm-hmm. not really. But that right. is one of my very favorite games that is also probably like a giant PETA uh, red flag. 
Right. I heard that they're not doing that this year because they don't have anyone to work the booth and I'm very sad. So I wanted to see if you could check that out and see if that's, if that's true. Yeah. I'll have to let you know. Okay. What is your favorite farmer's fair memory? Oh my God. Do you remember the egg roll? That oh, ride yeah. that was like an oval and then it had like little egg shaped cages and it was super dangerous. <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> you lost all of your money and all of your ride tickets on that <laughs> ride. And oh my God, that was horrible. It was just like, and when you're a young kid, you're like, yeah, this is epic. But then as an adult, you're like, they're all going to die. Yeah. Like that thing is going to fall over. Everyone will die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like- yeah. And honestly, I'm surprised that it doesn't happen more often. <laughs> yeah. So I had, um, I was not your typical kid. I loved going to farmer's fair and hanging mm-hmm. out. I didn't really ride any of the rides. I was there yeah. for the food. Oh yeah. Like young oh, age. Of course. I didn't yeah. give a shit. If I had $20 to spend, I was hitting all those damn booths. I wasn't mm-hmm. wasting that shit on ride tickets. I'll tell you that. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's talk about the album. You had an album that just came out called unbecoming. Mm-hmm. Um, one of I've so I've this is exciting to me because I love to hear about like the the art of putting together an album yeah and, and one uh, it's come up more with like comedians that have been on that have released albums but like how do you go into like an album and say it's going to be this collection of songs like this feels right how do you like get the right layout so that if people listen to it start to finish like it's a piece of work it's a piece of oh. work <laughs> it's a work it of art, a piece of work. <laughs> <laughs> it is both it's yeah. a work of art though right like if you think yeah. of it from your from your perspective as you and the band like mm-hmm. how do you go through that process of like finding the right mix of things yeah and the so right flow it it takes a long time. It took us, we started the process in, oh, let's see. It was, I guess, December of 2019 okay. is when we actually started the whole thing. Like started picking the songs and like I do write often. And so I have like a ton of catalog songs, um, just sitting there doing nothing. And so in 2019, we started to record and we had an idea of the first six And, um, then of course the pandemic happened and everything was on hold. And so we didn't actually get to finish it till this year, but it, it it definitely was a work in process. And what I mean by that is it kind of evolved over time, like over the whole recording process, because we had a set amount of songs and then, you know, I would write another one that was better than this one. And then I write another one that was better than that one. And then this one went with those two more than that one. And so it definitely was an evolving collection of songs. And then when I actually wrote Unbecoming, like the song Unbecoming, it really solidified the theme of the album. And it made that it made the idea of the, you know, music as a whole complete. And that made it so much easier to carry on from there, deciding which songs and how we want to present this. So I'd say that one song was like the cornerstone of the entire album. In the order of like things happening, how late, well, when did you write that song in the process? Like how late in the process? So it wasn't, I wrote, we had three songs in, we were three songs in, recorded, tracked, everything was finished with those three songs. And then I wrote Unbecoming and it was just kind of like, we sent it to the producer and we sat down and went over it. And he was like, I love this. I love the flip of the phrase. He was like, it's just so fitting with what's happening with your brand right now, because you are unbecoming the scallywags and becoming, you know, Christine. And it says it has a good message. And I was like, 
Yeah. And it kind of relates with this song and this song and this song and this song. So we really weren't that far in. We only had three finished and there are 13 songs on their total. So it worked out perfect timing, actually. Well, that's great. That's Mm -hmm. great. If someone were to give a listen, like they pull it up on Spotify, this is a this is a total unfair question for anyone that's an artist, I realize. But if they if they pull up on Spotify or Apple or whatever and they have Mm -hmm. only the time or only the means to listen to one song from the album, which one would you recommend that they try? That's so hard. I know. Uh, It's like picking your favorite child. I know. Gosh, that's hard. Well, I would have to say Unbecoming because that's, you know, it's the title track. It's the theme of the album. But my favorite is called Jones and a Dive. (laughs) But it's not my favorite song on the album. I do have a favorite. But yeah, that is that song is probably the most important song to hear to get the album as a whole. So my next question is if you could have picked one dream artist to collaborate with on this album that you just released, who would you have picked? Ooh, tough question. It's always, who's your favorite artist? It's not who would I pick to collaborate with? Hmm. Who do I love like right now? I guess I would have to say Maren Morris. I'm really digging her right now. Everything about her, like her as a person and her music. Yeah. She has an amazing voice. I love her and her husband, yep. Ryan, together. They're like super yeah. cute. I like her too a lot. She's that's that's great. That's a great pick. How is it trying to break into such a male dominated genre of music, right? Like I, yeah. I can't remember the stat, but I saw one time that it was like for every female or like female led band that has a, a song on the air, like X number of males songs like run in rotation. And and I can't remember the number, right. but geez, like you think about it, right? Like you could name a million male country singers off the top of your head. Oh yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. how is that for you? Honestly, it's really tough. When we first moved to Nashville, Mike and I, we were told by multiple industry people and multiple producers that they simply won't work with a female or they would just straight out tell me like, oh, you're, it's going to be really tough for you because you're a female. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Thank you. (sighs) But I mean, that's the industry. I knew what I was getting into, but it is tough because I find still today, just even playing in Nashville, I always get, oh, I like you. I don't like female artists, but I like you. And I get that all the time. And I wish that I could just one day be like, why? (laughs) Like, explain to me why? Like, what made you say that? Not as like being rude or mean, just simply like, because I'm so curious. Like, why do male artists sell better than female? Right. Like, so you've never asked, what is the difference? You've never like asked. No, okay. I've never asked anyone. I've, I've just, you know, I didn't want to come off rude. I've always just been trying to be sure. nice. Like, Oh, thank you. <laughs> no, that but, makes sense. You know, <laughs> next time you can yeah. call me and I'll ask them. Cause I like, I'm, I'm very curious too. Right. Like I think mm-hmm. I'm having, like, I'm sitting here thinking and I'm like struggling to come up. Like we already talked about Maren Morris. Like I can obviously think mm-hmm. of like Carly Pierce and like Kelsey Ballerini. Yeah. And I'm honestly starting mm-hmm. to draw a blank already. Like after just naming yeah. three female country mm-hmm. artists. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, the, those are the new ones. And of course you have Miranda and Carrie sure. and Shania. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And then you go even further yeah. back, you have like Reba and like Jody Messina and like so many people from like the nineties yeah. and even before, but yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's an interesting time. Like, and I think, I don't know, it's unfortunate, honestly, but I feel like guys, like it's definitely a male dominated 
world, it seems like. So, oh, um, yeah. you know, go, go fight the good fight, you know, break through. Oh, yeah. Awesome. My last question for you in this first round is like, what's coming up for you? You have the album out. You obviously you're continuing to play. What's like, what's on your sort of vision board? So the next step of my vision board is to try to find management and a label. Hopefully this album will get us to that next step where we're, you know, out of bars and in actual venues or doing mostly festivals or something like that. Trying to just get that next small step up. No, that's great. We'll move into the second round, the five for five round, unless you have, if you're still good to hang out. Awesome. Sweet. Well, you are the guest. This is the five for five round. So I'm going to let you go first. For people that are listening, this round is called five for five. It is absolutely named after the culinary deal of the 90s where you got five classic roast beef sandwiches from Arby's (laughs) for five dollars. So what will happen is you'll get to ask me a question. I'll ask you a question. We'll go back and forth. Five questions each. And they can be about anything. They can be about anything at all. All right. Good. Because I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I'm going first. You're going first. Yeah. Okay, this is what I said. It's kind of choose your, you know, battle here. Yeah. Have you, are you a Harry Potter fan? I'm not. Um, oh, no. I think, no, okay. it's fine. I think, well, I know that I'm older than you, obviously, um, but but I think like Harry Potter came out when I was maybe in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at the time I felt, well, two things. I was reading a ton of literature books because I had a lot, a ton of English classes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't really do recreational reading, period. Um, but I also probably thought that I was like too old and too cool for Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. Um, it is on my list of things to binge as far as like either book movie or both. Um, as we start to get into winter here, but I've been told that I'm a Hufflepuff. Mm -hmm. I'm a Hufflepuff too. Yeah. Okay. Right on. Mm -hmm. So that's not a bad thing. No, no, no. Um, but I didn't know what that meant. Somebody had to explain it to me. (laughs) I'm sorry to disappoint you though. No, it's okay. You're not, you're not, not at all. Do you want to ask a different question? Do you feel ripped off with your first question? No, it just moves. <laughs> the other questions were Harry Potter related, but I'm ready. I have other okay. questions. I have other questions in case you didn't like Harry Potter. So okay. Ready. Okay. Right yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll go with my first question then. What was your very first job? Ooh. So my very first job was I was a waitress at Gold Star Chili. Oh. Do you remember, do you remember that? Skyline's yes. competitor? Yes. Okay. We need to talk about this for a second. Did you, were you in the Wilson Creek Plaza or the one that when it had moved on to US 50? I was on the 50 one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you a Gold Star fan? I am. I actually, I like them both. If I had to pick one, I would pick Gold Star. But I, I honestly think that they're different. Like they are. everyone is like, oh, I love Skyline. Oh, I love, I'm like, they're totally different. Like they're very different. They are. They really are. But I love Skyline. Like I love yeah, Skyline sure, too. So. Sure. We were not, if we went to one of the two growing up, we were definitely a, a Skyline family. Mm-hmm. I could honestly tell you, I've probably eaten at Gold Star maybe twice in my entire life. Yeah. Well, it's totally different now than when we yeah. were growing up. It, they sell like sandwiches and stuff now. I don't, I haven't even been in there maybe in 10 years. I think the one in Lawrenceburg closed. Oh, I think I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. There's still one in like Versailles, I think, but I have, again, I haven't been out there in a long time. Yeah. If you get up to like, when you get to like the Lexington, Kentucky area, you'll start to get both of them. Right. But um, one time I ate at a gold star in Lexington when I was traveling for work because I couldn't find a skyline. Okay. (laughs) You know, and, and it just, I was like, maybe after all these years and then it it just didn't work. It's just, yeah, it's just not the same. No, it's not. It's fine. Mm -hmm. It's fine. But I did love, I used to love when Pete Rose did the commercials for Gold Star. Yeah. I did like that. But 
I can tell you that that man will shill anything for money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's great. I don't know if he actually likes gold star or not, but I, you know, what else? Mm-hmm. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Awesome. It's time for your second question for me. Okay. My second question is, are you a Disney fan? And if so, who's your favorite Disney villain? Oh yes. I am a Disney fan. Probably okay. more like in the era of like, Little Mermaid, Aladdin, like that sort of mm-hmm. Lion King. Yeah. My favorite, um, there's no better villain than Ursula yeah. from The Little Mermaid. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. She's so good. Mm-hmm. Like just so evil. Yep. That's and, a good um, one. Yeah, she's great. She's, I always want my wife to be Ursula for Halloween, but um, <laughs> we can't figure out how to get, she's a teacher. She's a kindergarten teacher. Mm-hmm. And so with commuting and she teaches in downtown Chicago. So mm-hmm. we have to figure out how to get the tentacles to detach and attach, but we'll also stay like in shape. And so it just, it's never worked. Right. Yeah. Uh, That'd be a problem. Yeah. But yeah, Ursula for sure. That, I mean, that she, I, just so evil. Oh yeah. She's the perfect villain, man. Yeah. Awesome. It's time for my second question, which is what is the most ridiculous outfit you've ever worn? Just in, just in general, <laughs> like period? In general on stage. Oh my goodness. You know. uh, let's see. Uh, most ridiculous. Well, my husband was a Hooters girl. I worked at Hooters for a while and he wore my uniform once for Halloween, but that's not me. That's him. Oh, I honestly, when it comes to my mind and I, you know, God bless South Dearborn high school, <laughs> but, um, it have to be the show choir uniforms. Some of them were just like, just, you know, you're trying to be cool, but it's just not working, you know, just don't try. It's uh-huh. just show choir. <laughs> yeah. Those are special. So many sequins. Yeah. So many sequins. Sequins like button ups and it's just like, no, yeah. like, don't even try. <laughs> like. Awesome. Uh, it's time for your third question for me. Okay. My third question then is going to be another Disney one. So okay. what's your favorite Disney movie like today? It can be any time frame. Yeah. It's Aladdin. The first Aladdin. Really? Yeah, I love that movie so much. I love Robin Williams as the genie. I love all the yeah. songs. The story is just great. Um, my wife took me to see it on like in the theater like an actual yeah. musical. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, I kept thinking like, how is this going to be like in real life? Right. Like with real people and stuff. It was amazing. Like uh, yeah. amazing. And I, mm-hmm. I haven't seen a lot of musicals obviously. <laughs> um, Cause you can tell by the way I'm re- responding, like, what is this going to be like? But like, the, <laughs> right, I right. mean, they were so talented. The guy that played the genie. Yeah. Oh my God. He's so good. Like it was just so mm-hmm. good. But yeah, it's, that's my favorite Disney movie for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've seen that live too. It's awesome. It's so good. On stage. Mm-hmm. So good. My third question for you is what is your most prized possession? Oh, it'd probably be my wedding ring. That's sweet. Yeah. I love it. Yep. <laughs> did you guys get married back home then? Yeah, we did. Yeah. It just made sense. We have friends up here, but we don't really have any family in Nashville. And we both are from Aurora. So it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Awesome. It's time for your fourth question for me. Okay. So my fourth question is, do you own a pair of cowboy boots? I do not own a pair of cowboy boots. I would love to have one. I don't really know where I would wear them, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do, I had a pair, I had pair, multiple pair. Is that pairs? Yeah. I had pairs of them growing up and I remember them being very tight on my feet. I have wide feet. Yeah. Aren't you glad you asked this? Yes. Um, I- <laughs> <laughs> but so I want to, I want to have cowboy boots, but I don't really know where I would wear them. And I think that my problem would be that I would want multiple pairs. Oh yeah. Once, once you like, get one, it becomes a thing and you need more. <laughs> yeah. I do have Uggs though. Oh yeah. I have a couple Uggs as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to have those up here in the winter. Yeah. 
Can I ask you a follow? This is not my question yeah. for you. My fourth question, but how many pair of cowboy boots would you say you own? Or oh cowgirl my boots? gosh! Why are they cowboy boots? Yeah, I guess cowgirl boots. Oh, I'd say at least ten. That's a lot. <laughs> I love them though. They're so awesome. Do you find them comfortable? Yeah, I do. I okay. I like them. I have a tall like arch. So okay. cowboy boots, anything with a little bit of a heel is more comfortable for me. My wife wore them in a wedding, like in my brother's wedding, actually. Mm-hmm. I, I guess now it's been like five or six years ago. And she was like kind of dreading it because it was in the summer and it was an outdoor wedding. And she's like, it's going to be so hot and uncomfortable. And she actually was like, these were great. Yeah. Like she still has them. Yeah. Um, They're pretty nice. Yeah. If- we wear them if we go to Joe's on weed <laughs> yeah. for a country concert. Mm-hmm. She, well, we wear them. She wears them. I don't wear them. <laughs> <laughs> you wear one. She wears the other. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like those little uh, best friends necklaces or whatever. (laughs) Awesome. My fourth question for you is what's something that makes you incredibly anxious? This is easy. Being late. If I'm late for anything, I can't deal. I have like super stress, super anxiety. I'm one of those people that will get there, you know, 15 minutes early and wait. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably the same way. I don't like being late. I don't Mm -hmm. feel like I'm running. I don't like feeling like I'm running behind. Yeah. Just try to get there. Ugh. Right. And and I guess like in, sh- in the show business world, you can't be late. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, right now there's just so many bands too, like competing for the same thing that if like there's anything that they can fall you on, you're out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's an easy out. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. It's time for your fifth and final question for me. So my final question is what is your favorite pizza in Chicago? Like chain? Well, just deep dish, just Chicago style pizza. It can be a chain. It doesn't have to be a chain. Okay. It has to be like Chicago style. Okay. I'm going to have to think for a second. I really, I, no, I don't. I'm a liar. I'm, <laughs> uh, I really like uh, Paisano's. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think it's good. I usually do get their thin crust, but if we have to, like I say have to, it's like one of those things I feel like that you do when people are visiting, right? A right. Lot. Mm-hmm. We would probably get Giordano's between yeah. Giordano's or Lou Malnati's. I yeah. like Lou Malnati's. I like the butter crust. My wife yeah. does not like it. It actually was a very ugly situation oh. a couple of years ago when I, <laughs> when she didn't care in air quotes. Right. Where, what I where I ordered pizza from, and then when I came home with Lou Malnati's, it was very clear that it, that will never she happen cared. again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Lou Malnati's. I don't know yeah. if there when I was in college, there was a little hole in the wall called Eduardo's. Okay. Is that have you heard? Is that still there? I don't even know. What if it's neighborhood still there. was it? In like the South Loop. In the South Loop, mm-hmm. I don't know. But but like you said, there's because when we were in Pilsen, there was a little hole in the wall place called Benny's Pizza Number Two. I don't know where number <laughs> one was. Maybe there wasn't any. <laughs> but I loved Benny's Pizza. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I miss Benny's Pizza, but I found a place out here that's kind of like Benny's. Yeah. But my wife doesn't like it. So. Oh dang. But she likes Papa John's. Yeah, my husband likes Papa John's a lot. Really? That's his favorite. And like I like it, but I'm like, it's not my it's not the best. <laughs> like, no, it's not the best. But pizza's pizza. I mean, pizza's yeah, I, yeah. I like even the worst pizza. It's still good. I worked um if you went to St. Mary's, you may know some of the um the I they have a lot of names because most of them were were females and they're now married, but like the Tedesco family. Yeah. Tedesco's yeah, I pizza. worked at Tedesco's mm-hmm. in Morris oh, nice. Hill and it was like oh, chef's yeah. kiss, the oh, best yeah. pizza. So good. Mm-hmm. I miss it. Like I actually, um, I worked there with, uh, somebody that was like, I think a cousin to the Tedesco sisters. Um, and I asked her like last year, I was like, well, they do like a one-time pop-up, <laughs> you know, like can, they should, can, like they for should. Farmer's Fair, they yeah. Should. Bring it back. Mm-hmm. Bring it. I'll come work. I don't care. I'll do it for free. <laughs> Heck yeah. Um, yeah, that stuff was so good. Yeah, I worked there like, uh, through high school and mm-hmm. it was, it was like the best job. 
Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. We got that all the time. Oh yeah. It, it was, was so good. good. So good. Well, like all the crust and the breads and the breadsticks and the sauce were all homemade. Mm -hmm. Like even working in the restaurant, I didn't get to make them because I wasn't like a Tedesco family right. member. Yeah. So it would come like already, you know, in it's like little container, like, mm -hmm. oh, we're not, we're not dishing this recipe out to you. You're just, uh, you're just a pizza slinger boy. <laughs> right. you're not taking this recipe and running. Mm -hmm. Um, my last question for you in this round is what's the most impressive thing that you know how to do? Oh boy. <laughs> I, not much. <laughs> like, <laughs> I am not an impressive person. Um, I guess other than singing, like, cause obviously I do that for a living, but I'd say that I'm actually pretty good at driving a stick shift and people are usually impressed by that. But my, yeah. the only reason I learned is because I had to, that was the only vehicle I could drive when I was 16. Okay. So I was like, you learn or you don't drive. And I was like, <sighs> oh yeah. So. And, you, and growing up in the country, you can at least like, you have space to make errors, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Because I true. tried, I actually can't drive a stick. Okay. So yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it's not a common thing anymore. No, I tried one time. My wife tried to teach me after we um, got married, mm -hmm. and um, and she said I was doing really well. But then I had like this one moment where I like felt like I was gonna, I basically like ruined the car, um, and so I like gave up then because I was like, oh, I don't want to like drop this transmission or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know if that's factual. I don't, I don't know, know what anything you about affect. cars. So it sounded right to me. <laughs> yeah. But we were in the parking lot of, uh, we would go on Saturday mornings very early in the suburb that we lived in at the time. And, um, we would go very early, like six o'clock in the morning and she would try to teach me. And then afterwards <laughs> we would go to old country buffet yeah. <laughs> for breakfast. <laughs> Heck yeah. So ridiculous. So ridiculous. Awesome. Um, well, thanks for playing the five for five round. Yep. We're at the third and final round, which is the paper fortune teller. Ooh, so yeah. these are amazing. Um, I, I have nieces <laughs> and I can't wait to teach them how to make these. Yep. But um, what we'll do is we'll go through a couple of questions based on your selections. It'll pick an activity. So it'll either pick um, you will either pick ask me anything, truth or dare, never have I ever or two truths and a lie. And that'll be the last game that we play. Okay. I know it's getting real. I know it um, is getting real. So in this scenario, do you have to imagine that you and I are on a road trip together? Okay. All right. And so we're in the car. It's not a stick shift cause I'm driving. Okay. And so I ask you, <laughs> I ask you to start to pick a boy band song to play and And I want you to pick one direction in sync backstreet boys or 98 degrees. Uh, in sync. <sighs> Everybody. <laughs> I, I mean, they're, they're, they're great. They're great. They're great. No, I love, I love sync. Nobody ever picks 98 degrees. <laughs> We're going to have to have like a siren or something that goes off when mm -hmm. somebody does eventually. Okay. So based on that, we are now stopping and going through a drive through and you get to pick where we're eating. Are we eating at Burger King, Arby's, Wendy's, or McDonald's? Oh, Wendy's. Wendy's. What mm -hmm. is your Wendy's order? It's a bonus just question. The spicy nuggets. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Spicy nuggets are pretty good yeah. there. Have you had Popeye's nuggets? Yeah. Yet? Oh yeah. They're oh, good. So yeah. Good. It's awesome. so good. Okay. So underneath Wendy's is the game two truths and a lie. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that you've played this before, but if not, uh, what I will have you do is tell me three statements, two of which are truths and one is a lie. And I will try to pick which one is a lie based on the, what you tell me. Two truths and a lie. Okay. So I have seen in the bars in Nashville, I've seen 
people dancing naked in the bars. Um, I have sang at the Grand Ole Opry and one more. Let's see. And I gave up my ticket for the CMA Fest and the girl I gave it to met a ton of famous people. Mm. So I missed out. Okay. So I'm going to... Uh, oh wait it would not yeah 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 yeah. i'm ready i'm ready i got it i was like wait what did i just say which one is which okay yeah yeah i would 100 i 100 percent believe that you've seen people dancing naked in the bars because nashville yeah um so i think that's true Mm -hmm. okay so the other two are you've sang at the grand Ole opry and that you gave up a ticket to cma fest and then the person ended up meeting a ton of famous people yeah that one's very nondescript i feel like (laughs) but it also seems like it, it's, I mean, like that's what happens at CMA Fest. You meet people. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm really like torn between two and three because I absolutely think that it's not a stretch that you would sing on the stage at the Ryman. I'm going to guess that the third one's a lie. No, the Ryman is a <gasps> lie. I wish I would have sang at the Grand Ole Opry. <laughs> uh, okay. That's got to be on your vision board too. Then. Yeah. One day I've been there and I've seen many shows there and I got to walk up on the stage when I never got to sing there. Not yet. Not yet. Not, Not yet. yet. Not yet. Mm-hmm. That was very nice of you to give up your ticket to CMA Fest. Yeah. Who did they end up meeting that you were most like, oh. Well, it was just crazy because it was my sister and she got a Rand- she had a Randy Travis t-shirt on because she's not a country music fan, but she was like, oh, Randy Travis, he's a country singer. I don't know who he is or what he sings, but I'm going to wear this t-shirt because I'm going to the CMA Fest. So first thing she does is she meets Randy Travis and Stop. yeah, his like one of his managers saw her shirt and was like, hey, come here. I like your shirt. Here's like a backstage pass. And so they ended up getting her and her friend got to meet Randy Travis and Kelsey Ballerini. And I think Chris Young, all of these people. And I was just like, I cannot believe that I gave you my ticket and you don't <laughs> even know who these people are you're meeting. <laughs> like This is crazy. I would, I'm a big professional wrestling fan. And if that happened to me, like in those terms, mm-hmm. like I would be super pissed yeah. if somebody like got to meet Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Her friend, <laughs> her friend that she was with, she loved country music or she does. And she knew who everyone was. So she was super excited. And she was like cluing in my sister the whole time. Like that's this person and that's this person. And so yeah. I was just like, I can't believe I was at work. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh geez. Yeah. See, that's the last time you have to be that nice. I know. Next time I guess you'll have to call off. Yeah. yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, this is the point of the podcast where it's like a metaphorical friend request. So mm-hmm. in the vein of Facebook, Logan Cummins has sent you a friend request. Would you confirm or delete it based on the time we've spent together mm. today? Tough question. That's the toughest one of the it's night. <laughs> no, definitely I would confirm. Of course. Oh, yes. Look at us. We're on a roll. Yeah. That's awesome. For people listening at home, can you tell people where they can find you, follow you, support you, hear the new album, all of that stuff? Yes. So my name is Christine Cabis, both of those with K's. So Christine with a K, Cabis, K-A-B-B-E-S. And our original music is on Apple Music and Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio. And then all of my socials are the same. It's Christine Cabis. And I have Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. The huge, the standards. The standards, yeah. yeah. Uh, and if you're listening at home, now that Christine and I are friends and we're going to hang out for the first time, what would you pick for us to do the first time that we hang out? You can tell us, either one of us, mm-hmm. um, on any of the socials, Instagram, you can call or text the podcast at 872-267-2735. 
Christine, thank you so much for coming yeah, on. Thank, thank you. you for being my friend. And next time that you're both home, first of all, I, I definitely want to report back from the farmer's fair. Oh yeah, for sure. And maybe you can have gold star. I'll have skyline, but like we can hang out in, in real life. Yes. I'm down. Let's do it. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Fast Friends Podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for an all-new episode. Go ahead and hit subscribe so you don't miss it. You can follow me on Twitter at Logan Cummins. And if you have a suggestion on someone that I should be friends with, go ahead and let me know at fastfriendspodcast.com.